Welcome to Soulful Vedas Podcast. We are Ayurvedic health coaches that heal imbalances in the mind, body, and spirits. We are here to guide you on your healing journey with soulful wisdom and higher intuition. You are your best healer and your moment to connect to your highest self is now. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. This is Angelica here, and today we're talking about Ayurveda 101. So what we're going to cover today is the basic intuitive template that Ayurveda stands by. We'll get to know the elements, the doshas, and you'll walk away with recommendations to start healing your unique imbalances. So what is Ayurveda, first of all? Well, Ayurveda is an ancient healing system that creates the optimal environment for our bodies to heal. And this system is so ancient, we don't even know if it tracks to over 5,000 to even 10,000 years ago. And it's really cool because we can see in our modern sciences how Ayurveda has inspired a lot of it. So before we go any deeper into the content, we just want to pay our respects to the ancient rishis for downloading this beautiful science. They were meditating on the Himalayas on what is the road to optimal health, and they downloaded the science of Ayurveda. So thank you to all the ancient rishis and to all of our teachers that have passed this down for us to learn and to heal. So Ayurveda gives us the intuitive template for understanding how our mind, body, and spirit can heal because ultimately our bodies are so intelligent, they want to heal. They know how to. We just need to know how to put ourselves in the proper situation for them to heal. And of course, it's a holistic science. So when we're talking about the body, we're talking about the mind, we're talking about the spirit, it's all as one. The beautiful thing about Ayurveda is that it's a huge spectrum. It can be as detailed and intelligent that it can treat on the doctor level. There's doctors who are treating oncology patients. And it could be as simple as what we'll get into today, where you can walk away with a couple recommendations and start living an Ayurvedic life. So where does disease really come from? Where does these imbalances come from in our body? And Ayurveda says that it starts from a disconnect of our spirit, meaning the root cause behind all of our disease is that we are disconnected to our highest self, capital S, or source, whatever that is, the universe, a God, whatever it is. We're missing that connection. And so Ayurveda gives us a tangible resources so we can come back home to our true self where our own mind, body, and soul are aligned. And Ayurveda is often called the sister science to yoga. So Ayurveda is very much giving us the tangible resources of how to align our mind, body, and spirit. And yoga is how we can transcend and connect to source. So we really can't talk about one without talking about the other. They're connected, right? Because Ayurveda says disease starts from a disconnect from our spiritual self and and yoga gives us the technologies to get us there. And Ayurveda gives us the technologies so that our bodies can be the clear conduit for this healing energy. So what is this intuitive template? We're gonna break it down by first discussing the elements because it always comes back to the elements. And once you understand this intuitive template, you can apply it to everything. And that'll make more sense once we learn it. So there's five elements in Ayurveda, going from gross to subtle, that's earth, water, fire, air, and ether. And if you want to pause, grab a journal and take notes, I totally recommend that. There's going to be a lot of good info in coming and understanding this intuitive template. 
So these five elements, we see this all in nature, right? So earth, it's very obvious that's just picking up soil from the earth. And when we think of water, it's our lakes, our rivers, the ocean. And when we think of fire, it's the thing that metabolizes, that transforms. And air, think of that cold gust wind that you may get in a Midwestern winter day. And then ether, it's the connectedness, it's the space in between everything. And so it's the one we can't see because it's the most subtle, but it's there connecting all of it together. And it's the lightest one. So now we understand how we see these elements in nature. How can we spot these elements inside our bodies? So the earth element is relative to the organs of our body, right? Because we can actually touch them. There's substance to them. Water will be related to the chyle and the chyme and the plasma. It's that liquid that runs through us. Fire is going to be our metabolism. So what transforms our food into energy? Um, breaking down carbohydrates and proteins so that we can use them and they create tissues in the body. Air is going to be our respiratory system, the exchange of carbon dioxide and oxygen. And then ether is the space in between everything, that empty space that, that lies in our rib cage and in between the organs. It's that etheric part to us. So how can we better understand these elements rather than seeing them as kind of more of an etheric theory, really? So qualities, when we break it down per elements, for earth, we can describe earth as being heavy, it's dense, it's cold and it's rough. So come back to that visual of grabbing a piece of soil from the earth, right? It's cold, it's rough, it's dense, it's heavy. Water. So any body of water that you may live close to, it's smooth, it's heavy as well, it's dense, it's flowing, and it's cold. Now fire. Think of lighting a fire in your backyard. It's hot. It's sharp, it's light, it's mobile, right? If there was a wind that came through, it definitely moved back and forth, and it's rough. Air is going to be cold, light, dry, and rough. And so why it's dry is we want to think of in the wintertime, and I'm speaking to a lot of Midwesterners, when we experience the wintertime and it's really cold, we have dryness, right? We can see that evidently on our skin. And then ether, very similar to air, but not the same. It's lighter by nature. It's dry, it's clear, and it's subtle. So now that we kind of understand these qualities, now we can better understand the doshas. And this is what Ayurveda is known for, right? These doshas, because we begin to identify how we relate to these elements and can really see them visibly in our bodies and our minds and our spirits. So the doshas break down to two elements combined. So that's why it's so important to always know the elements because we can always come back to them. So if you're writing in your notes, you can create two lines coming from earth and water and you can connect them together to create the kappa dosha. So earth plus water equals kappa. Now fire and water equals pitta. And that water is going to really manifest as just a little bit of water. It's mainly fire with pittas. And then air and ether combined together equal vata. And so just pause now and really start to feel how can you see these qualities in each of these doshas? If you've had any preconceived notions about these doshas, 
How does this start to change it now knowing this foundational layer? So now let's dive deeper into the doshas. I'm going to go through them from kappa, pitta, and vata. And I'm going to talk about them through the lens of the physical body, the mental mind, and the spiritual body. So with kappas, in the physical body, because they have these qualities that are heavy and that are dense, they tend to have stockier features, right? They have more density to their bones. And if you feel kappas bones, they're really thick, right? And they're built really well. Now, because they have the water quality to them, this gives them smooth edges and more rounder features. They may also accumulate a little bit more of cushion around them, and that is due to the water quality that they're made out of. Now, physiologically, kappas tend to have respiratory imbalances. So when there's too much of the water element in the system, how that manifests for kappa imbalances is through runny noses, is through congestion in the chest. Any type of excess of mucus is going to result in excess kappa. Now, on more of that spiritual and personality level, kappas are known for being really nurturing, right? Because they're made up of the earth, mother nature, reliable, supportive, nurturing. So think about your friend group. These are the friends that you can really count on. They're never going to let you down. They're always going to be there for you. Now, when kappas are out of balance, they tend to be stubborn, right? So they have too much of this earth quality to them. It's hard for them to move. It's hard for them to budge. And we're probably laughing because we have some friends that are like this. Um, I have a friend and if she makes a plan and she loves making dinner reservations, right? She'll have it all planned out and how we get there. And it's funny to kind of see this group chat go about. The pitta will say, well, it actually makes more sense if we go to this restaurant because it's closer, we'll save more time, right? The pitta is trying to be more efficient. And then the vata will come in and say, oh, I don't know, I'm kind of feeling something else and want to be creative and take it to the other direction. And Kappas is like, no, I already set these reservations. I looked up this restaurant in the reviews. I feel really connected to it, right? Because Kappas can get really attached to things. So that's Kappa in a nutshell. Now let's talk about pittas. Pittas are made up of fire and a little bit of water. So physically, how can this show up in the physical structure of the body as muscular builds and medium structures? So anything that's medium proportion is going to manifest as a pitta feature. And the muscular portion comes from their high metabolism and their ability to create muscle really easily. So we all have those friends, they may not even work out and they're muscular and we just don't understand. And that's because they have a high metabolism due to their pizza nature. Now physiologically, when there's too much fire in the GI tract, this can manifest as burning indigestion, as inflammation. It may come about as acne due to the excess oiliness on the skin. Any type of redness really is gonna be related to the pitta dosha, just from a general standpoint. Now, on the spiritual level, pittas tend to be really motivated, right? They have that fire in their eyes, they have a vision, and they really get after it. They make a plan, they're organized, they follow through completely. Now, if there's too much fire in their system, this can lead to anger or rage or being critical and jealous, all these fiery emotions that can build up, and it comes off in this bombastic way because there's that reaction versus the response. And so pittas can get overheated and it can lead to an argument per se. 
But when they're balanced, they can find that coolness within when they balance all that fire with more water and they can find calm. And they can get after their goals while also taking breaks for themselves. Now for Vata is made up of air and ether. So their physical structures are gonna look more slight and having light features. So they'll tend to have thinner bones, thinner frames, and they'll tend to easily lose weight. Now, physiologically in their body, because there's more of this air and ether that manifests as a type of wind in the GI tract, so think bloating, right? Where there's air expanding in the belly. This can also be gas, trying to release some of that air. And also constipation. So because there's so much dryness in the GI tract, it's harder for their stools to move. So they'll often be harder to pass. They might come up in ball forms and be really dry. Vatas can also tend to have dry skin and they can tend to feel really cold because they don't have much of the fire element to them. Now, spiritually, vatas are super creative, right? Their mind can literally go to the ethers we love them so much because they have so many ideas and they're so enthusiastic about it. When they have an idea, they're so excited. You can really feel their energy. It's palpable, it's contagious, it's lovely. Now, when vatas are out of balance, so when there's too much of this air and ether, they don't have structure. So all these ideas, they start all these projects and they don't follow through because they don't have the structure to say, hey, Vatas, you need to wake up at the same time every day and complete this project just a little bit at a time. And then in two weeks, you'll complete that project, right? But Vatas will be like, oh, I don't really feel like that. My freedom is saying that I wanna try something else today. And they'll start another project. And it's all about finding that balance, which we are gonna get into right now. How can we balance all of these beautiful doshas so that their energies can be made into harmony for the mind, body, and spirit? Now, before we get into that, I want to really cover what is the difference between a constitution and a current imbalance. So you are probably listening to this and thinking, well, you know, I feel all of these doshas, really. At any point in my life, I probably have experienced some of these physiological dysfunctions. And it's true, you are all the doshas, right? If you were to go to an Ayurvedic practitioner, they would give you a unique percentage of each of these doshas, who you are innately. And so we call this your constitution. You were given these unique percentages when you were in your mother's womb, and they tell you more about yourself, kind of like knowing your natal birth chart. It tells you what your personality is, what are your tendencies? Do you tend to have more of that burning, that inflammation in your body, or do you tend to be more cold and dry? It's really helpful to know this about ourselves, right? Because then we know that what we need to balance with. If we tend to be the inflamed type, the fiery emotions, and we're always having hot, spicy foods, going to sunny places, sweating a bunch, going to boot camp classes, we need to know that that's our tendencies, that's totally okay, but how can we bring it into balance so we can enjoy the things that we love while also feeling really balanced in our mind, body, and spirit. Now, current imbalance may be different than the constitution, and I'll explain that. So, as a baby, when we're in the womb, we have our constitution. But even during conception, there could already be a shift in our doshas, meaning let's say there was a trauma in our in, when our mother was conceiving us. This can already throw a vata in balance since vata is associated with trauma. Now let's kind of look at your whole lifespan. When you were a little kid to when you were a teenager, when you started to grow up, 
The doshas tend to do a dance. So in certain times of your life, you may have noticed you were really stressed. Maybe it was when you first got a job and you were working endless hours and you had a lot of that pitta imbalance, right? That fiery nature to you. You were irritable, you were angry, you were critical. That is a pitta imbalance. And then maybe at a different time of your life where you went through a huge life transition, maybe you change where you live, you change your jobs, everything was thrown off and you were having a vata imbalance. You were feeling more anxious all the time. You were unorganized. Your life seemed to be all scattered. That would be the vata. And then in another time of your life, you were feeling really stuck. Maybe you've been at the same job for a really long time. You weren't really happy with the group of friends that you were around and you kind of isolated yourself. You were feeling really lonely and having more of the depression and the heavy qualities that sometimes kappas can have. That would be a kappa imbalance. So it's important to know what is the picture right now? And we're going to explore that. So how can you find out what your current imbalance is now? We're going to go through it. So if you have your notepads out, start to make a list. So the first thing is checking in with the physical body. And in Ayurveda, our digestive fire, meaning having a hunger for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, is a key to our health. It tells us that our digestion is working well, which means the other systems of our body will be working well, too. And in Ayurveda, digestion is king. So when our digestion is working properly, we know that the other systems of our body will follow suit. So on that note, assess your appetite. Do you like to have three square meals every single day? You're hungry for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Put a P. If you are hungry for breakfast, and if you skip a meal, it's okay. You tend to have like an early dinner and that's it. Put a K. And if you kind of snack all day, never really sit down for a full meal, or if your meals just feel kind of sporadic, they vary, they're different times every day, put a V. If you need to hear that again, just pause and rewind. But we're going to move on to the next one. So next line, talk about our digestion. So after a meal, you're likely to experience burning in your chest, feeling heated, put a P. After a meal, you're likely to have more gas and bloating. Put a V. And after a meal, you're likely to feel more sleepy, want to take a nap, a little bit heavy. Put a K. All right, our next question. So elimination, meaning having a bowel movement. Your bowel movements tend to be one to two times per day. They're at the same time every day, and they tend to be looser sometimes. Put a P. Your bowel movements are dry and hard. You often skip days, maybe multiple days, and have constipation. Put a V. You tend to have one bowel movement, usually in the morning. It's slow. It takes some time. And that's it, but it's consistent. Put a K. And then our final question for the body, our sleep. So if you sleep really soundly, but sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night between 10 p.m. to 2 p.m., put a P. If you, if it's difficult for you to fall asleep, 
and difficult for you to stay asleep, you tend to wake up between 2 a.m. and 6 p.m., put a V. Or if it's difficult for you to wake up in the morning, you have no problem falling asleep, and so therefore you're tired maybe between 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., put a K. Okay, now we're going to get into the emotions. So lately, think about the last couple of weeks, maybe the past month. If you are feeling any of these, you can put more than one letter next to them. So if you are experiencing more anger, rage, more judgment towards others, being really critical of yourself or others, put a P. If you experience any type of worry or anxiety, feeling overwhelmed, kind of chaotic, scatterbrains, put a V. And if you've been feeling stuck or depressed, sad, heavy, lethargic, put a K. Okay, now add up your letters and whichever letter you have the most of, that is the current imbalance that you have. Now, keep in mind, this is a super short snapshot just for us to kind of understand where our body is at. There's way more in-depth things that go into it. So if you went to an Ayurvedic practitioner and did a consult, you can go into way deeper. And if you do want to go even just a little bit more deeper, we do have a quiz on our website, and I will give you the link at the end. So let's start getting you to heal and giving you recommendations. So if you had a pitta imbalance, that means you have a lot of the fire element to it, right? Let's come back to that intuitive template. So fire, it's light, it's sharp, it's rough, it's hot. So what we need to do is balance it with coolness and we need to ground it. So think about an untamed fire, right? It can just really get bigger and bigger and more fire. And that's pittas, right? They love it. They love fueling their fire, give them more work, give them more spicy foods. They love it. But we need to cool them down. We need them to calm down so that they can get their work done and still find the joy in their days. So my recommendation for pittas here is to cool down. And the best recommendation would be to take a break in the middle of your workday. So I find between 2 and 3 o'clock, is perfect for me to take that break. And I actually notice that I'll get that three o'clock slump if I don't, right? Because I'm just overheated and worked. But it'll be hard for us, Pittas, right? Because we really like to work through just to chug it all the way and be like, oh, but I can get three more things done off my to-do list right now if I were just to chug through. And taking that pause and breathing is everything. And so what this break can look like is just taking a walk in nature, taking a couple mindful breaths, doing a meditation, maybe making a sip of tea, but really just taking yourself away from your work is super key. If you had a vata imbalance, that means you have too much air and ether, right? So you really need to ground down. There's too much movement happening in the mind and we need to provide structure. So the best things for vatas to ground down is to build stability. And what I love to give vatas is building a morning routine. And so one of the best things to build a morning routine is to wake up at the same time every day. It's really important. And so that'll be really hard for you um, at times, but it'll regulate things like your elimination and your energy levels. So pick a time that seems really consistent and sustainable and wake up at the same time, vatas. 
and for kapas. So kapas, if you're out of balance, you have too much of the earth and the water quality. So it can feel heavy, it can feel slow, uninspired. And so what we need the most right now is the fire quality. We need that inner flame to start burning, to build our passions and that motivation within us. And so the best recommendation for a kappas is to get moving, whatever that is. Maybe that's looking like going for a walk. Maybe you already go for a walk and that's looking like taking a fitness class. Any type of cardio is really good, working up a good sweat, working with weights, getting things moving. You might feel the resistance to a kappas because kappas have a hard time taking on something new at first. They're a little slow to adjust, but once they do it, they love it and they realize how much it really makes them feel good and in balance. Amazing, you are on your way to optimal health. Just by making these small sustainable changes, that's what Ayurveda really stands for. So take on your recommendation, let us know how it goes. Follow us on Instagram at soulful, two L's in full, Veda, V-E-D-A. And we share way more content on Ayurveda and how to heal your imbalances per dosha as always. And you can always DM us too. We wanna know what's your current imbalance. If you wanna go deeper, we do have consultations. So if you go at soulfulveda.com, you will find that you can do an intro consult with us where we will really identify what is your current imbalance and we'll start giving you recommendations to heal. And something that we have coming out next week is our morning routine challenge. So I know I recommended that for vatas, but truly it is, a morning routine is a staple for all doshas. It really aligns our physical body, our mental body, and our spiritual body. And so if you would like to sign up for the morning routine challenge, you can also find that at our website. Just put in your email and then each week you are gonna get your set of recommendations. And we have a giveaway at the end. So if you follow along for the four weeks and crush your goals while posting on Instagram, you just have to share a picture of you doing your morning routine challenge each week. Then we will choose one winner to get a free Ayurvedic consult with us plus an Ayurvedic starter kit with Pavani. So that's a total value of about $141, all for you to start living Ayurvedically and be your best mind, body, spirit self. And one last thing, if you want to find more in depth about your current imbalance, you can go to our website, soulfulveda.com, and find our current imbalance quiz. Thank you so much for listening. We cannot wait to hear from you. Mm -hmm.